Howdy, Fat Guy Forum listeners. Before we get into this week's episode, just a reminder that there is a great way for you to support the podcast and keep it going, and that's by joining the Fat Guy Forum Patreon that you can find at patreon.com slash keto. I use all the funds from the Patreon to go for the subscriptions and equipment that are used on the podcast, and if you join now, you will have the opportunity to be a part of helping decide the direction of the podcast as we dive into some new topics and try out a few new things. So I look forward to having you on board. Sign up today. Hello there, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet. And we have a quick special episode this week. I did not want to let the second anniversary of the show go past unrecognized even though I had some tech issues with some guests I was scheduling for the week. So I figured this would be a great time for me to sit down with you and go through what I think are 10 lessons that have come out for me as I've done this show for the past two years. That's right. It was July 1st of 2019 that the first episode of the Fat Guy Forum was published. Many of you may know the history, if you're regular listeners, that I actually bought the domain and the hosting and all of that and started recording a year before that. But, you know, as often happens in life, we doubt ourselves and we doubt things and we let that sometimes take over. So I recorded and re-recorded the first episode many, many times. Recorded, deleted, recorded, deleted, and so on. Till finally someone said, you know, you just need to start putting it out there. So I did. And now we're here. Two years later, over 130 episodes published, and also, I, I was sitting down today and looking at it, over 120 unique guests have shared their stories. So what I thought would be fun is just for me to take a few minutes to share with you what I think are 10 unique lessons that have come from this podcast over the past two years. I hope it's something that you will appreciate. I also hope you stick around because at the end, I want to talk about a few things going on with the show. And also the show's Patreon. So, buckle up. Get yourselves ready. I've got some electrolytes here with me and water to keep my strength up as I do this. Hopefully you've got something you can sip on as we talk about those 10 lessons. So let's start with number one. I think this is really important. And that is telling your story matters. A lot of times when I reach out to people to see if they're going to be a guest on the show or I, you know, I say, I see the work you're doing, the hustle you have. I would really love to talk to you. The response I get back is often, well, there's nothing special about me. My story doesn't matter. There's nothing really unique for me to share. And I do them. I, I then go into best salesman mode and I, I try to let people know that I think there is something. It doesn't have to be that every story stands out as so unique that people's minds are blown by it. I think it's often better that people tell stories that resonate with the person listening, that they share their experiences, the decisions they went through in their life, all of the challenges they faced, all of the victories they've had, and, you know, again, a lot of the failures that they've had, so that the people listening, you, can hear something of yourself in that person's story. You get to see something that resonates for you and take away a lesson or even just take away the idea that there's hope for you if you're feeling like you're in that place where there is no hope for you to make the changes you want to make in your life. So the number one one, obviously, is 
telling your story matters. So if you're out there listening and you think, well, I need to accomplish X, Y, and Z before I can go on the Fat Guy Forum or on X, you know, another podcast, realize that where you're at right now is your story. And so if you're ready to tell it, let's talk. Reach out to me. You know, you can always email the show. You can DM me on Instagram. Let's talk about it. Number two. Here's something that, that I also comes up when I talk to potential guests. And that's that they say, well, I haven't lost as much weight as some of your guests, or I don't have as much weight to lose. So I want you to know that whether it's 660 or 600 pounds that you need to lose, it's all a challenge. We go through some similar, some similar pieces, similar struggles, but your unique struggle is going to be something that someone out there can learn from. And it really is about what you've gone through, what you've taken away from it as lessons that matters more than the numbers on the scale that matters more than where you are in your progress. So I just want you to know that I think that whether a guest of mine has lost 50 pounds or whether they've lost 500 pounds as some have, those stories are all equal in my eyes. I look back on every episode as a truly cherished moment in my own life and my own journey. And I recognize that yes, some people's journeys take longer. My own took longer. It's in many ways, I feel like it's been decades and it's still ongoing, but that doesn't mean that the information and the details and what you have learned isn't valuable. It doesn't mean that just because your weight never got to a number that someone else's did, that your story does not count. So I feel like one and two really kind of went together. So number three is one that came out of a lot of these discussions. And it was one that really shocked me because when you build a friend group, you know, especially on social media or Instagram, places along those lines, um, you tend to kind of match up with similar people to start. People that have been through similar experiences, similar, similar life experiences. And one of the big lessons that I've learned from doing this show for two years is that we all get fat in different ways. Not every person struggles with a food addiction. Not every person struggles with a sugar addiction. Not every person gained their weight because they just were living a life that was not that exciting to them. So they use food for entertainment. One of the things that you know stands out there is this idea that I've had guests on the show who talk about that they feel like their weight problems developed mostly because of the eating habits they were taught as a child. And then there were other guests who had such an obsession or an addiction, whatever word you choose to use with food, that it dominated their life from very early on. I've also had guests that didn't put that weight on until well after college. You know, so there's a difference a lot of times in terms of how we get to this place where we identify as fat guys, but the common denominators, we all end up getting there. So realize though, one of the things that I just, I really enjoy now is hearing about where a person has come from and what's brought them to the place that they were at where they decided they needed to make change. Because then I think it also then affects what goes forward for them and how they approach food and how they approach activity and how they approach all of those things. And that's just a wider range of, of knowledge and a wider range of lessons for you, the listener. One of the things that does stand out to me, though, you know, I feel like some of these are, are kind of couched within each other. Um, one of the, for me, 
I used to always think that my sneak eating was something that was very unique to me. And number four, that's that sneak eating or eating alone or that compulsion to eat alone is something that a lot of the guests that have come on the show share. That idea that, you know, when we're able to experience food in that very set specific way that we enjoy it, there could be a, it can be a thrilling, it can be, you know, there's like an adrenaline rush, all of that, but it's a, a common experience, you know, I, I've had several guests on the show that talk about how their weights changed dramatically once they got a car because they had a little more control or when they moved out on their own for the first time. I think that idea that we are not all kind of sitting down in public eating food in copious amounts and, you know, so people look at you and they think, well, I don't understand because when I see you eat, all I see you eat is, you know, is, is small portions or salads or things along those lines. And one of the things I've loved about this show is pulling back the curtain on the behaviors that were out there for people that you might not see on display. And I bring this one up specifically because it is probably the, the issue that more guests talk about as they feel like they're the only one that did it. But also the most feedback I get on the show is I thought I was the only one. And those are those moments that I really love. Those are those moments that for me resonate really deeply as a host hearing that someone out there listening sees a part of themselves in a person's story and sees someone talking about how they handled a behavior that was very challenging. And sneak, I got, I had to give sneak eating its own place because I think it, you know, whatever they call it, you know, I've had guests give it different names, but it's that idea that can be a through line for a lot of people. Number five, and I did an episode about this uh, recently with my friend Anthony, Comic Anthony D on Instagram. And that's that, that idea of building the identity of being the funny fat guy is something that a lot of people go through. You realize when you grow up big that you're gonna be targeted for your size. So humor is a, an incredible defense mechanism. The unique lesson for me, you know, having gone through that side of it myself, was that there's also a propensity to develop anger and rage and become known as that mean person or be the bully yourself after you've been bullied. So I really think that that is a big lesson that has come through with this show. The thread here seems to be that individuals that deal with weight challenges, and I think this happens with men and women, you know, develop these identities that we put on, these things that we put, these public faces that we put on that help us survive some of these experiences, especially when you feel like you're being targeted. And it's, it's been one of the truly unique lessons that I, I've, I've taken away from this experience is what that looks like for other people, you know, and how some people end up turning that to their advantage, you know, like Anthony, turning it into a career as a comedian, but realizing, you know, that his comedy couldn't just be about that. You know, it's, I just think that's a great episode. If you haven't heard it, you should go back and check that one out. Number six, and, and this is one that I don't think I realized would happen, um, or maybe I knew it was, it was there, but was something that just didn't stand out to me to think about is, and that's the idea that when you are a fat guy, especially if you're a fat guy like me or like many of my guests who were over 400 350, 400, 450, 500 pounds. There's a lot of common physical struggles and then mental struggles that you go through. That idea of living that life, not just being about physical challenges and relationship to food and all of those things, but 
the mental energy it takes to exist in the world when you're that size. There's a commonality there. And that's something that I had never really thought about myself until I started doing this show. Like the amount of time you put into thinking about, will there be seating? Do, can I handle the walk to this location? You know, what are the things that run through your head that you think about? And hearing those stories from the guests that have been on the show has been a really powerful thing for me and helped bring insight for my own experience. And I hope it's something that when you hear it and you have that sense of commonality that you develop that as well. It helps you gain a perspective on your experiences. Number seven, every person who has ever struggled with their weight and tried to do something about to make change, whatever, what, you know, whatever that looks like, has a why, you know, has a why that they're stepping forward to start making some changes, how they're living their life. You know, I talk about it as a coach a lot with people like really finding out what that deep why is inside. And sometimes the whys that my guests talk about are those deep whys, are the ones that resonate for them, are the ones that kind of shook them to their core when they realized it was there. And sometimes the whys can be more based on a little, you know, on an experience of like getting on a roller coaster at an amusement park and being told that you have to get off, realizing that you can't buy clothes in the department that you used to shop in, all of those things. But the thing that I think that comes through as a, as a thread with all of the guests is that figuring out your why is important, even if yours is different than someone else's. Your why doesn't have to be the same as mine. Mine doesn't have to be the same as yours. But that common thread of figuring out why this change is important is the key. That's something, especially if you're someone out there that is struggling with, with your weight and wants to make change, you need to really dig deep and figure out what is motivating that. Because it, it can't just be something so surface that once that little thing changes, you have nowhere else to go. You need to think about what is really driving this? What does this mean to me? If you, if you feel like your answer is surface level, ask yourself, but why? You know, if, it, if it's about fitting in clothes, you know, but why is fitting in clothes important? Where is that coming from? And be honest with yourself. And that's one of the things that I love about the guests on the show is the utter honesty that they put out there in terms of diving, diving into their experiences and what they put out there for the audience. Number eight, um, this one might seem pretty obvious. You know, it might be something that I, because I, I, I feel like we talk about it a lot on the show. <coughs> but I think one of the greatest lessons from the stories of the men that have been on this show is that true success, greater success comes when you spend more time doing and less time talking about it. When you spend more time in action, when you know the changes you need to make, the behaviors you need to start working on, the habits you need to start building, and less time just working on saying, this is what I need to be doing. You know what you need to be doing. That's, a, that's, that's set in stone. That's there already. It's actually doing it. It's actually putting those feet. You know, I, one of the questions in the Fat Guy 5 is always, you know, what can someone do today to get started? What is something they should do? And... So often, you know, at least 50% of the time, the answer is always just do something, do something. So if you're out there and you're not sure what eating plan you should follow, if you're not sure what diet work best for you, what type of exercise routine, and you're worried about having all of those things perfectly in line before you get started, 
you're probably never going to get started. We fall into that trap of perfectionism, and it can be paralyzing. It's when you actually start to take action and then assess that action. You know, one of the things I often tell people is try something for 30 days and see if it actually works for you, if you feel like it's something sustainable. If it's not, say, okay, what do I try next? And that's one of the things that I've seen in, in my guests. It's the people that not just have a clear way to communicate exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it and all of those great things. And that articulation is, is really fantastic when it happens. But it's that person who can just say, these are the things that I did. These are the things that I'm doing. These are the things that I keep doing that keep me moving forward. Because it's that action that gets you further than your words. And I think that applies to everything in life. You know, That's why I said I think this one is simple. But I think it's been something that the guests on my show that have had the greatest sustained success has to do with their idea that they're constantly thinking about moving forward and actually doing things to move themselves forward. It's not just saying, I want to get out there. You know, people talk a lot about, oh, you know, I wish I could do that, or I wish I could do these things, or I wish I was, you know, I wish I was camping more. I wish I was getting outside more and being active. But it's not until you actually start going outside more and getting act, actually doing the activities that make you active that you start to see the results that you want to see and you start to feel that sense of accomplishment and start to see how that grows for you. So think about that. Are you someone who can get way too wrapped up and putting a plan together so that you're spending all of your energy doing that and you're not actually taking action? Maybe that's something really to consider. Number nine. This kind of plays out of that because I've talked to guys on this show who have used every, every tool possible known to man uh, for, for, for weight loss and health and fitness. I've talked to guys that are into bodybuilding. I've talked to guys that have used keto. I've talked to guys that are vegan. I've talked to guys that have had every weight loss surgery that there is out there. You know, the, the sleeve, gastric bypass, ruin Y, all of them. There's all of these tools that are out there. What you actually do, you know, what the tool you choose is, is almost secondary when it comes to being successful, when it comes to being able to make lasting change. It's your mind. It's your mindset. It's how you're approaching everything. It's the fact that you're actually taking action, like I said in the one before this one, you know, take action and don't just plan, but also don't feel like because you chose to use one specific, because Weight Watchers is the thing that really worked for you, don't feel like that is different, you know, or worse off than someone who chose a different tool. Don't feel like what you did, you know, is, you know, I think it comes up, let's, let's be blatantly honest, it comes up the most often when I talk to guests who have had some form of weight loss surgery, and they talk about the people in their lives who say they're taking the easy way out. And I know there are some of you listening that are probably thinking that. And I also know there are people online who will kind of clap for someone publicly, but behind their back be like, yeah, but you know what they did, you know, you know, the, you know how they made that happen. That's not what this is about. You know, that's not the thing that I've learned the most. I haven't come away from 130 episodes of this show thinking, I know exactly the best way for a person to lose weight. What I've come away with is the lesson that if your head's not in the game and you don't have the proper mindset, you don't have the proper focus, it doesn't matter what tool you're using because you're not going to be successful and you're not going to get the most out of it. It's that drive to maximize whatever tool it is you're using that leads to the most success. You've heard it time after time after time in my guests. 
And I also think it has a lot to do with, you know, when people realize like measuring what their success looks like, you know, because a lot of times those tools tell you, yes, you should get to this place or that place or has a weight chart for you to look at or things along those lines. I think the guests that to me give off that energy of success are the ones that define it for themselves, that work on that headspace of what does success look like beyond the scale? Is it, it doesn't even need to be about weight loss. It can be about what they want to be able to access in their access in their lives and reaching those places is what success means. And that takes a strong mindset. It takes a willingness to be able to fight because no matter what tool you choose, you're going to have hard days. You know, we say it a lot, you know, nothing, nothing, no one promised that any of this was going to be easy. No one promised that any of this was going to just be a walk in the park. There is no tool that does it for you and makes it all simple. This is something that's going to take work and it's going to take getting through those hard days and finding the way to keep yourself going. And that all comes back to your mindset. And to me, I think the, the key to mindset is also mindfulness. And there's a difference there. Mindfulness is thinking about why you're making the choices you're making and feeling empowered to make them. Mindfulness is about thinking about the potential consequences of your actions and, again, being responsible for those actions, understanding the risks, understanding the benefits, and still making the choices and still moving yourself forward. So if that's something that you struggle with, I think that's a great place to start, sitting down and thinking about what are your priorities, what are the things that matter the most to you, what is your why? What are the goals you want to accomplish? And then start to think about what are the things that you can do to help you get there? What are the tools that you can use to help you move through that place? And then you're on a much better road. You're in a much better place because your head is in the game. A lot of my guests have talked about those times in their lives where they've fallen off their plan or they've made missteps or they lost weight and gained weight. They lost weight and gained weight. And many times, the thing that was missing when they fell back into old habits was losing sight of their mindfulness, losing sight of that focus. So really for yourself, think about that if you've been through those experiences. What are the things that led you back to those places, to making those choices? Like, what are the things that empowered you to do that? Those are some really good questions to ask. And the 10th and final lesson I want to talk about as we go through just some quick lessons that I feel have come out for me over the past two years of this show is that, you know, the name of the show is the fat guy forum. And I think honestly, it's the fat guy never goes away is is the final lesson I want to talk about the idea that this isn't about becoming a new person. You know, it is about making changes to behavior when it comes to working on your health, working on weight loss, working on fitness level, all of those things, or even just working on a positive mental outlook and working on self-esteem and all of those things. You, I think it's just so popular on social media right now to talk about killing your clone or killing your old self and all of those things. And I think that, you know, that motivates people, but I just don't buy it. You know, the person that you are is the person that you are. And it's just that you're going to be making different choices. But realize that the person who made the choices in the first place is still there. I think it's when you start to think I'm a brand new person that you get yourself in trouble, you know, that you start to slide back into those old behaviors because you convince yourself that that person doesn't exist anymore, where that person has never gone away. And also, you got to honor that person. You know, too often when people post before and after pictures, 
uh, on social media, you know, they say denigrating things to the person in the before picture, you know, because it's so easy to focus on the negativity. It's so easy to focus on the pain you are feeling. It's so easy to focus on the challenges. We forget that that person in that before picture is the person who made the choice to get on the road that you're on right now. That person is you. You made those choices. You chose to make that change. And I think it's when you honor all parts of yourself that you experience the most growth, you experience the most success, and then you also just experience that amazing feeling of realizing what you have accomplished. Realize that the fat guy never goes away, you know. And for a lot of us, you know, we joke about it. We talk about, you know, you still have those fat guy moments. You still have those thoughts, all of those things. You know, that, that is a big part of it. But just realize, you know, and, and I've also, you know, I've had some guests who were kind of like, I love your show, but I just don't want to call myself a fat guy. And for me, when I, you know, when I put this show out, I talked about what that idea of being the fat guy meant to me. And I think it means a different thing to every person, and that's okay. But realize that that person in the before picture is you. That person who's starting on day one or starting on your hundredth day one is you. It's not about destroying that person. It's about destroying the behaviors and the habits that are keeping you in a place that you don't want to be. You know, you got to love yourself. And again, now that's going to sound sappy and cliche and all of that. But I honestly think you have to love yourself. You know, I love hate brand goods. Matt Vincent was on the show. He created hate brand goods. And he talked about, you know, you have to hate yourself enough to want to make change. And I think the, the opposite side of that coin, but it's the same coin, is you have to love yourself enough to make those changes. And realize that sometimes you're you're the fat guy that needs the hug, you know, no matter where you're at in your journey. So I hope you'll realize that it's not about destroying yourself. It's not about killing your clone to me. You know, and I know there's going to be some of you out there railing against us and saying that that's something that really helped you. And that's great. Again, go back to the go back to what I was just talking about, where it's your mindset that matters the most, not necessarily the tools that you use to get there. But realize that you are a whole being where you are today, no matter where you're at, no matter what choices you're making. You're a whole being. You can want to make change. You can want to move forward with, uh, towards different goals. You can have different things that you want to work towards in your life. But feeling like you still deserve that work is really important. You know, falling into that place of, of hating yourself is something a lot of my guests have talked about. And that's usually when things aren't working for them. That's usually when nothing is moving forward towards their goals. You know, loathing yourself, honestly, I just don't think it ever really adds up. It's just you have to realize that you are deserving of care and you're deserving of love and attention and all the things that come with the work that many of us have chosen to do. So there we go. I'm so excited uh, to have you all listening to this very fast episode of, of the Fat Guy Forum. Those are just 10 lessons I felt like moved enough that I wanted to share that have come from the past two years of the show. I would love, I'm, on social media, I'm going to post about this episode. I would love to hear the lessons that you've taken away from the show, the things that it you know, maybe has taught you or shown you or given you pause to reflect on. I'd love to hear about that. And as I mentioned, there are some things that I'm working on for the Patreon. And the Patreon is a way that you can support the show. Right now, I have an amazing group of people and we tried to do some Q&As, and those didn't really work. And I feel like I, I've been putting some thought into how I can actually bring you some benefit if you're financially supporting the show beyond just putting it out. And I love all of my Patreons. 
You are the people that keep the monthly subscription for all of the services involved with this show going. You know, you keep you keep the wheels turning, I think is another way I've heard it put on another show. But I do have some things that I want to do to give back. And so one of those things is I've got a couple bits and pieces of Fat Guy Forum merch that have accumulated over the years. I'm going to be doing some Patreon-only giveaways. So that's going to be coming up very soon. So if you want to get signed up, make sure you go over, you know, to the link that'll be in these show notes and check that out. Uh, But also, I feel like it's time to refresh the Fat Guy 5 to come up with five new questions that will resonate with the audience and with the guests. So I'm going to start that discussion in the Patreon group. So if you want to have a chance to shape the future of the Fat Guy Forum, now is your chance to get on board and be a part of that work. I think that's going to be awesome. The other thing that I've been thinking about doing is something that I'd like to call the Fat Guy Forum Flashbacks. And that's bring back guests that have been on the show before for short interviews where we get back together, talk for five, 10 minutes and share where things are for them right now in their journey and letting the Patreon be the people that decide who that is and what that looks like. So those are all some exciting things that I am working on for the Patreon. I would love for you to be a part of that. So check that link out in the show notes and get yourself signed up if it's something that you want to do. If you, you want to be interested in shaping that, I would love to have you on board. I also have a special two-year anniversary episode of the show planned, and that is actually being recorded in a week and a half. Um, it features some former guests of the show who are coming back to talk about something big that many of us have changed in our lives, whether it was before, after we were on the show or before we were on the show, and what that actually looks like. And that's all I'm going to say to, you know, without spoiling too much of that. I've got some really cool guests lined up coming in the next few weeks. I'm excited for you to hear them all. And I'm going to be doing some really cool stuff as well. So make sure you're following me. You know where to do it on Instagram at Gourmet Goes Keto, on Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto. I will admit that I'm having some trouble with Twitter, but hey, follow me there. I'm going to be getting back to posting there regularly soon. And you can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com, all that good stuff. My friends, here's one big lesson I hope that you've taken away from listening to any of the episodes of the show, and that's that you are the most amazing people that I know. So go out there today and do something to amaze yourself, and then catch us again on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum.